Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. See you girls, thank you for joining us this morning. Special shout out to our um, Hillsong Victoria girls who are in lockdown again this week. Our hearts are with you, our thoughts are with you um, as you are you know, going back into these stage three lockdowns. Uh, we just wanted to send a special shout out to say that we love you. Uh, we have every belief that you are gonna come out of this stronger and better. Um, so yes, special hi to Nicola, who's leading all the Victoria girls. You are in my heart today. We're actually meant to be in Victoria. Our family lives down. My husband's family lives in Melbourne and we're supposed to be there for school holidays, but uh, that's all changed. So if you girls can, Continue to pray for our sisterhood girls of Victoria. That would be so good. But hello, everybody's jumping on. This is so exciting. This is my very first Instagram Live. I don't know if you're meant to tell people that, but this is the truth. I have been so nervous sitting here waiting for this to happen. Um, and uh, Bobby tells me that's normal. So, um, but yes, you're all jumping on. Oh, hello, everybody. Elida, Mary Kappa. Special shout out to the Hillsong girls in the city. My girls, um, it's so good to see you, and um, thanks for joining this morning. Hey, um, before we start, I know you are all so excited to have Pastor Robert Ferguson, who also is doing his first Instagram Live today. So this is like a two for one. You've got me doing my first Insta Live and Robert doing his first Insta Live. So you're gonna have to be gracious with us girls because we are learning. And I, to be honest, I'm not nervous about the talking and what we're gonna talk about because I feel like Robert and I can talk to our own shadows. I'm nervous about the technology part of it and getting each other on here. So, you know, I'm gonna wait for a few more minutes and get a few more girls on here before we introduce Robert, but um, pray for us that that goes smoothly. But hello to everybody. Donna Crouch, it's good to see you. It's been so long since we've seen each other in person, but hello to everybody. Um, and I wanted to let you girls know this morning, Pastor Bobby um, obviously would love to be here, but she is filming a message for our Sunday services this weekend. And so um, if I can encourage you, um, Pastor Bobby probably only preaches a handful of times on Sunday mornings. Um, she sometimes shies away from it, but the truth is um, every time she does, and I know you would know this, it is um, Holy Spirit breathed and powerful and beautiful. And um, so make sure Sunday morning you're inviting people and you are getting in. She actually called me about 10 minutes ago and she gave me a sneak peek into what her message was about. And I know that um, it's going to bless you and that she's going to do a beautiful job. So, oh, I see she's on here. She's probably just getting ready and getting her makeup put on before her filming. So we love you, Bobby. Thank you for trusting us this morning. I hope you don't regret it. And um, 
I know you're gonna do great. And so girls, make sure you're inviting people Sunday morning, Hillsong Church online. Pastor Bobby's gonna be speaking. So um, so I love seeing everybody coming on. This is so exciting, so good. Um, what else do I need to tell you? I know we're gonna go get straight into things this morning and we're not gonna take up a ton of your time. Um, Robert and I have been talking and been praying about this morning and believing that um, that amazing things are gonna happen. But I wanted to tell you, I posted a picture last night of Robert and I um, at Hillsong Conference last year, this week, right now, we were meant to be having Hillsong Conference, but God had other plans and that's fine. Um, but uh, what we, that photo that I posted um, last night of Robert and I was a really special memory that I have. And it was a early morning session at conference before the main session started. And Robert and Amanda and Nicola Douglas, our Melbourne pastor, were sharing um, around communion. And I got to participate in that. And um, on this particular morning, um, Nicola, Robert, Amanda and I sat in a small circle and we shared communion with each other. And in that moment after Robert and Amanda had taught um, about the, the importance of communion, um, Robert asked if we would share something that was on our heart, perhaps sharing something that was heavy on our hearts. And um, as we went around the circle, and I'm not going to tell you what everybody spoke about, but as Nicola shared and Pastor Robert shared and Amanda shared and then I shared, um, it was one of the most significant moments in my life because I felt like we shared in one another's sufferings, just as Jesus, um, as we share in Jesus' sufferings. And um, what they each told me that day, I've held close to my heart. But I think what I wanted to say to you this morning is that that's one thing I just love about Robert and something that I feel is going to come across this morning is that um, Robert can preach to thousands and the messages that he preaches he puts so much time and effort and thought into but when Robert sits across from you at a table or sits with you on a morning like this in your phone he also um, he also thinks deeply about his words and cares deeply about his words and um, and I know that you will um, also feel that personally this morning and that's my prayer. He actually um, called me yesterday and we had kind of a tentative plan about how this morning was going to go and he called me yesterday and he said, I'm going to flip the script on you, Carolee. Um, I actually have something else on my spirit to share. And he says, does that make you nervous? And I thought, it doesn't make me nervous at all because it means that the Spirit of God is speaking and we know that the Spirit of God speaks to Robert and, and that he listens and he's obedient. And so I know this morning, girls, we're gonna have a little bit of fun right off the top, but then Robert has something to share. And so if you can right now, I pray that you can find a quiet spot you can sit and um, and soak in the words that he's going to share with you um, this morning because I really believe the Holy Spirit has something special for us. So without further ado, um, just to introduce Robert, um, he is the teaching pastor at Hillsong Church. If you did not know, he has never been on Instagram before until about a week ago. And even then, he'll probably tell you it's not really him. You know, it's his teaching messages on Instagram, but um, I think he still refuses to put it on his phone. Um, 
But Robert is a teacher, he's a storyteller. Um, like I said to you, he puts time, effort, care, love into all of his words. Uh, Robert and I both love to read and we love to write and uh, we have that commonality. And um, I call him my pastor, but he's also my friend. And we have spent many a dinners um, late into the night talking and I've had some really special moments with Robert. So without further ado, I'm going to pray for me. Try and get Robert on here and we're going to see how we decide. I wonder if Robert stressed about what his hair looked like this morning and what his outfit looked like this morning, where he was going to sit. I'm going to say he probably didn't. Um, okay, here we go. Press the button. It says waiting for Robert. Ah! <laughs> Hello. Hello, it is wonderful to talk to you, Carolee, and wonderful to talk to everyone who is joining us today. I feel equally nervous. I have no idea what I'm doing, but uh, we will give it our best shot, and hopefully Bobby will be happy. That's right. That's all we want. Bobby and Jesus, if they can be happy with us this morning, we will be fine. <laughs> Oh, Robert, it's so good to see you. I know probably everybody feels that way. It's very good to see you on Instagram live for the first time making your debut. Is it true, Robert, that that account is not really, you know, it's not you sitting on your phone late at night um, doing Instagram? Well, I'm quite a private person. And so we've called it Robert Ferguson teaching as opposed to Robert Ferguson. So you're not going to get any pictures of my meals or me on a holiday but you will get hopefully snapshots of things that I've taught over the years and are currently thinking about. So hopefully it will be helpful for people. I love that, I love that. Um, and you know, when we decided we were going to be on Instagram Live, did you have, did, were you thinking hard about what you were gonna wear this morning like I was or did you just, does that not bother you so much? Look, it is, my, my face is what it is. I have no makeup on this. <laughs> you get what you get. I like it. I think you're handsome, Robert. Hey, um, you know, I wanted to pray before we started this morning, and we're actually going to pray, and then we're going to have a little bit of fun, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. I haven't prepped you too much for this because I thought, you know, let's just go by the seat of our pants, you know. But um, but I actually do want to pray because I know you and I have talked about this morning and feel like um, like God wants to do something. And so, um, yeah, let me pray for you girls and, and with Robert. Jesus, um, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, we invite you here this morning. We invite you into this place, into this sacred space, Lord God, and we ask that you would feel, that you would feel welcome here, that you would make your presence known here. God, in this time where we can't be together as a sisterhood, I pray that you would knit our hearts together, um, that there would be a unity this morning in the things that we talk about, that you would... Um, you, your heart would be pleased with our speech, with the words of our mouth, Lord God, the meditations of our heart. I pray, Jesus, for weary hearts this morning that you would refresh them, that girls would be, um, you would speak gentle whispers into weary souls this morning. Thank you for who you are. We praise you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love it. I, some people might be wondering, particularly people from um, America or Canada, why I'm not calling you Pastor Robert. And I don't want to seem disrespectful, but it's actually your preference. Is that right? It is. Although I did notice you called me Pastor Robert at the beginning when you oh. uh, introduced me. 
It's a nervous um, twist. I just feel that being a pastor is one of the greatest privileges in the world, and it is a gift. It's not a title. And many people use their privileges or their gifts as entitlements, and I just feel that is inappropriate. And also, I'm a little pedantic. It says in Matthew 23 that Jesus said, you've got one father, so don't call anyone father as a title you've got one rabbi so don't call anyone rabbi you've got one teacher so don't call anyone teacher it doesn't say it but i assume it you've got one pastor in heaven so why call people pastor how lovely i love it i appreciate it i know even my children have at times said um pastor roberts and i've said no no he's just robert to you or mr ferguson perhaps <laughs> But um, Robert, you know, this has been a season where we've been at home an awful lot lately. And um, you and I are both avid readers. And I wondered if you have um, any book recommendations for the girls this morning, anything wonderful that you've been reading. I, I always find it difficult to give book recommendations because they're so personal. I try and read uh, at least one book a week. So I'm a little ahead of schedule this year because of the... Uh, lockdown. So I think I've read 45 books this year. But uh, one, one that I think that uh, many of the women would love is by Julia Baird. And it's a new book and it's called Phosphorescence. And one of the reasons that I think many people listening today would love it is that, among other things, she's gone through many challenges in her life. She's a beautiful writer. But she writes a letter from a mother to a daughter. So it's a personal letter to her daughter and then a personal letter to her son. And I just found them immensely moving and incredibly helpful and beautiful. So Phosphorescence by Julia Baird. It's oh, my that. simple recommendation. All right. Write that down, girls. Put that on your reading list. If Robert recommends a book, I'm telling you, I've disappointed i am um, i recently bought i haven't even talked to you about this but i recently bought letters of note after you recommended that to me and that has been such a fun thing to read before bed it's um it's a, just a book of a group of old letters um people from all over the world different circumstances that have been printed into a book and it's beautiful and a great thing to read when you're a little bit too tired to read a lot you can just read one or two letters before bed um Okay, Robert, this question I'm a bit nervous about, but I'm going to tell the girls one thing about you that I don't think they know, and then you're going to tell them one thing about me that you don't think they know, okay? I could regret this quite, quite badly. Okay, but the thing that I think that um, the girls should know about you um, that they probably don't know, or maybe you don't even know this about you, but I'm about to tell you, is that I think you get a little bit of pleasure out of making people squirm and making people uncomfortable. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'll qualify it, but um, the very first time we met, we've never talked about this, but the very first time we met, Robert, I was 21 years old. I had just started working on the third level um, at church. And um, you had preached a Saturday night message. I know what the message was about. And, um, and I loved it. I, had, I didn't really know you. I'd just come from 
um, I just married Ben and I was a Canadian girl, just getting, you know, traction around here and meeting new people. And um, I ran into you the following Tuesday morning at church um, in the office. And I said, oh, I probably called you Pastor Robert at the time. I said, Pastor Robert, I loved your message on Saturday. And this is our first conversation. And you said, oh, which point did you love? And I nearly died, Robert. I nearly died. I wanted to melt into a puddle and die. Because as much as I wasn't trying to be like flatter you, I genuinely, I mean, I just, I had no idea. And at this moment um, of my life, I thought I will never speak to this man again. And I will never compliment him again, because I never want to be put in this position. <laughs> And um, the truth is, though, you have done it to me over the years in some public arenas. You know, you'll get up and you'll say on a Sunday night, I'm going to preach on prophecy, and I can see Carolee Fielding sitting in the front row, and I just want you to know, Carolee, you're going to need to prophesy over people in a few minutes, because <laughs> you know that is my absolute worst fear is to be put on the spot. So is it true, Robert? I've seen you do it to other people. Do you like to make people squirm? Look, uh, can I just take this opportunity of giving a public apology for all of the people that I have upset and you personally uh, that I have done? It's, it's an old teaching trick that I, I do take pleasure in, and I'm not sure that it's part of my Christ-centered nature. I, I tend to uh, find it uh, pleasurable to see someone being challenged. But hey, feel free feel free to challenge me in reverse oh okay accepted all right it's your turn now you need to tell something they don't i don't think they know about me look um <clears throat> i've got to be cautious here because oh, okay. you've been very careful over the years and very honest and shared with me all sorts of challenges but maybe one thing that people don't know about you is that you have a village So maybe you could explain what a village is and why you have one. That's actually lovely. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that memory for a long time, Robert, but um, what you're referring to is when um, I got pregnant with our firstborn son. We uh, sent out an invitation. Oh, this is really special. I haven't thought of this memory for a long time. I sent out an invitation to yourself and Amanda um, to a number of our friends, um, Brooke and Scotty, um, Jill and Matt McClurry were here at the time, um, Cass and Rich Langton. <laughs> oh, that's right. And, uh, and I sent an invitation and invited you to our home and, um, and for a dinner. And we all sat outside one night. It was a summer night. And we sat outside and we shared a meal around a long table together. And Ben and I explained to you all um, that we were asking you to be our village. Um, and we were asking if, as we began to have children, because we didn't have family in um, immediately here in New South Wales, uh, we asked if you would be uh, a part of our village. And I remember specifically <laughs> pointing you and Amanda as the village elders <laughs> at the time. And, um, and uh, we spoke over each of you, the things that we saw in you and the things that we would like you to invest into our lives, into the lives of our son. And, um, and you know what, you have held that position 
so well and so strongly in our lives. And um, I love that, Robert. I completely forgot about that moment and that memory. But yes, I do have a village and they are the most wonderful of people. And it was one of the most beautiful things that we've done. I love that. Well, I just, uh, as soon as you, you, uh, you put in the email, you may ask, or I may ask you about something I know about you. That was what came to mind. So uh, I'm so glad that uh, it caught you off guard and took you by surprise. How lovely. You know, over you the see, years... See, Go even on. now I'm taking pleasure in you feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> Thanks. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, over the years, Robert, I've learned so many things from you and that a lot of them from messages that you've preached from stage, um, but many of them uh, from private moments that we've shared with Amanda, with Ben, my husband, um, in your living room or around our dining table. Um, I remember particularly this uh, one, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of like life mantras and things that I, that I have kept over my life that I've been taught but uh, one of them in particular that I remember is um, after that period of time when I had Harper I was going through a really rough time we weren't sleeping you know normal new mum things and I remember coming to you in, in distress one day and uh, sitting in your living room with Amanda and just crying weeping and I can't even I can barely, you know, get my clothes on in the morning, let alone read my Bible. I haven't read my Bible in months, you know, like that kind of a thing, just saying to you, I just can't get myself together and I feel quite far away uh, from Jesus. And uh, I remember you and Amanda, without any condemnation or shame heaped on me, you said, um, you shared with me your own practices of reading the Bible. You shared with me your gratitude journal. You shared with me the things that you did. And you said, just find a spot, Carolee. Just find a spot um, in your home or wherever you are where you can just sit. And you don't have to sit for long, but just find a spot and sit and ask Jesus to meet you. And he will. And, um, and I remember saying, oh. I don't even know if I have a spot. Our house is small and there's baby stuff everywhere. And you said, Carolee, you said sternly, you said, sit on the floor. Sit on the floor. And in that moment, I sat on the floor in your living room. And you and Amanda prayed over me that that season would break off of my life. And in fact, Amanda um, talked about it in Second Kings, the woman who came with empty jars. And, um, and the, the prophet told her, um, go and close the door and pour. And I remember Amanda said to me, um, she said, what you have, what's in you already is what Jesus wants to multiply. You don't have to. There's not more out there. You don't need to. What you have is what you need. And, um, and I, to this day, Robert, I'm currently sitting on the floor right now in our bedroom because it's my special place and it's where Jesus meets me. And, um, and I, I love that about you. I love that the teaching you have impacted and imparted into my life is something that will carry through to my old age. Um, another thing that I had written down that you said um, that I have loved is you said, um, worship is a rhythm between intimacy and availability. Do you remember saying that? I do. Tell the girls what you meant between when you say worship is a rhythm between intimacy and availability. Look, firstly, you're making me tear up because uh, just the fact that uh, 
God can help us help other people, I find a remarkable privilege and honor. And just to think that things that I have very awkwardly said in a challenging moment have actually borne fruit in somebody's life, and in your case, a friend's life, I just find uh, remarkable. But Jesus wrapped up the whole Bible in two statements, love God and love your neighbor. Love God is about intimacy. Love, loving people is about availability. So both are acts of worship. Worship is not just our song, it's also our service. So we are required, whether we're talking on Instagram Live or whether we're making dinner or whether we are changing our children's nappies, we are required to do all for the glory of God. It's all an act of worship. And how we do it with intimacy and availability will determine our fruitfulness in life. I love that. So special. Girls, I hope you are loving this. And, um, you know, I'll, I'm going to ask you one more question and then I'm actually just going to, you know, let you go. And I know you've got a little message on your heart for the girls, but, um, uh, you know, worship is something that we both hold dear. Um, and also we're both married to worshippers. Um, you, you know, you confessed to me the other day that um, in this COVID season, you've been sitting and, and watching the worship and loving it, but not so much engaging because it's a bit intimidating to sit in your living room with a worshipper like Amanda is a beautiful singer and my husband Ben is a beautiful singer and to sing. Um, and we have that in common because I have not opened my mouth to sing um, in our services yet. <laughs> during this period of time but um but do you have uh, a favorite hymn and do you have a favorite modern worship song uh and a lyric that you that you love in this season that you want to share with us to be honest i um firstly can i just say i i have been doing exactly what you said i've been watching the screen enjoying looking looking at everyone else singing but found it very awkward with Amanda singing loudly behind us. And then Taya comes on and says, could everybody stand up and dance around the room or do whatever? And I'm thinking that is not going to happen. But nonetheless, uh, we've got an amazing team who have served us and encouraged us. And I am encouraged and I'm drawn in to the presence of God through their singing. Um, but... Uh, Possibly, I don't really have a, a, I'm not very good at favorite sermons or favorite preachers or favorite songs or favorite verses. As soon as I start establishing favorites, I start listening to them rather than other things. So I rather would say that all songs can speak to me, all messages can speak to me, all moments can speak to me, or preachers can speak to me. Um, but if, if I were to pick one hymn that has probably had the profoundest effect on me and probably still, every time I sing it, uh, reduces me to tears, it is the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. In fact, just thinking about it, I'm immediately emotional. Because of the circumstances in which it was written when the, the, the hymn writer 
had lost his family. And he was still able to say, it is well with my soul. Isn't it amazing how um, the words and the art of other people worshipping their God can be so impactful to us that, that many years later, you know, in so many ways, I think it's why you do what you do and why you write and speak and teach because it, it reveals to people more of who our God is, what he can do, yeah. um, what he has done. Uh, for me, that there's a song that, that makes me tear up every time it comes on. It doesn't come on very often, but it's um, El Shaddai. And it's because my grandmother used to sing it to me. And, um, and I never, as a young person, I didn't know what it, what it meant. And, um, and these days, uh, it obviously reminds me of my grandmother who's since passed, but it reminds me of who God is and how almighty he is and how powerful he is. And, and the names of God have always intrigued me. And years later, my husband wrote a song about the name, the wonderful name of God. And I, I feel like that's just all part of a story God was writing long before I even knew he was writing it. So special. Well, Robert, um, I know you have something on your heart because you've shared a bit with me and I'm going to take 10, 15 minutes just to share with the girls. And then girls, stay with us because um, Robert and I talked about the one thing that we felt has been maybe missing in this season a little bit is ministry because, of course, we're talking through screens and we're watching worship and we are watching preaching online and it has lacked that moment in church where we come together and put our hands on each other and pray for individual needs. And I know we can't do that this morning, but I know in my heart when I asked God about what this morning was meant to be, he just said minister to people. And so I believe that after Robert speaks, if you will hang on and stay with us, um, that we will have the opportunity to pray for you and with you. And I honestly think the Holy Spirit is going to come and do something special. So Robert, without further ado, would you like to speak to the girls? Well, firstly, can I just say it's a huge honor and a privilege to speak on this platform and to speak to all you wonderful people. So thank you for joining us today. I feel very honored. And as Carolee said, we've been really wanting to speak directly into your situation, into your circumstance. In this season, many people have felt isolated physically, but also isolated emotionally and spiritually. As Carolee has said, they feel almost invisible. And I really believe that even in these few minutes that we've got together, that God can come into your situation, into your circumstance, and make his presence felt in a very real, significant, and powerful way. And I'm genuinely believing that in the next few minutes, we're going to see some miraculous, miraculous turnarounds. When I was asked to speak, a, a message came to my spirit, or a passage came to my spirit, and a story. Many years ago, I was preaching in Poland, and... I used to go to Poland two or three times a year to preach. And on this one occasion, I remember very distinctly that there was a woman standing apart from the crowd. She was standing to my left. She was leaning against the wall. And she 
was looking incredibly sad. She had her arms folded, her head down. She wasn't engaged with the meeting and she wasn't receiving the message. And that day I was preaching on God being our father. And it was apparent that this woman did not know God as a real, caring, present, loving father. And she just glared at me and I watched her out of the corner of my eye. And then about halfway through the message, as I declared the word of God, I saw her change. I saw her get it. And suddenly, tears started running down her cheeks and she put her hands in the air. And I knew that she had received a life-changing revelation about God, her father. And that memory, that woman, is still absolutely stuck in my mind because that is why I do what I do. That is why I teach. Those moments for me are the most significant and the most wonderful moments when God remarkably and miraculously uses the words that he's put in my mouth to change someone's life. And the remarkable thing about that woman is that I never talked to her. I never found out her name. I never, I don't know anything about her and she has no idea that 40 years later, I'm speaking to thousands of women in Australia about her. But that unnamed woman is perhaps one of the most significant women in my life. And I just want to establish that many of you, you're, you're thinking that you're not noticed. You're thinking that you're invisible. You're thinking that maybe you're not achieving much. Maybe you're looking after your little kids and no one is noticing what you're doing. Well, God always notices. And your influence is way greater than you can possibly imagine. This unnamed woman changed my life and hopefully through her story is now changing yours. And yet, although I don't know her name, God knows her name. Although I saw her out of the corner of my eye, God saw her and changed her forever. And I just want to encourage all of you that our influence and our value is not determined by what people think of us or what circumstances have happened to us. We are not influential or valued because of the likes we have on social media. We are loved by God and our identity and our value and our significance and our influence are in him and what he thinks about us and what he says about us. So can I just encourage you, this unnamed woman had a huge impact on me and you, even though you may feel that you're at the edge of a meeting, you actually are in the center of God's plan. There is a story in the scriptures that describes an unnamed woman and that's what I just wanna share with you for a minute. We find it in Luke chapter 13 and verses 10 onwards. Jesus is in a synagogue teaching. 
And at the back of the synagogue, there is a woman. The Bible describes her as being crippled by a spirit for 18 long years. And she was bent over and unable to straighten up. She was at the back of the meeting because in those days, her physical disability would have been seen as a fault, possibly a sin. She was also a woman in a world of men. And she stood at the back, anonymous, invisible, in the synagogue. And then a remarkable and wonderful thing happened. Jesus saw her. But before I say what he did, can I just describe this woman? Because it may just relate to your situation or your story. Firstly, the Bible says that she was bent over. She was, she was physically, literally bent over, physically exhausted, physically suffering, bent double. And I know there are many unshared stories, even in the world, in the, in the people that I'm talking to today. People go through untold and unshared pain. And I know my wife is also listening today, but I'm sure she won't mind me saying that uh, often I'll say to her, how are, how are you? And she'll say, well, my neck's still hurting or this is still causing me problem. And then I find out that that has been going on for six months and she hasn't talked about it. She hasn't shared about it. She's just suffered silently. And that's what it must have been like for this woman, 18 long, it, it actually says long years, 18 long years. She was bent over, but she wasn't just bent over, she was bowed down. She was bowed down emotionally. So she was emotionally downcast. When you've been suffering for that long, it just is debilitating. Or maybe you're not the one that's suffering, maybe you're caring for someone else who is suffering. And it just seems to go on forever, even like this season, just goes on forever and ever and ever. And will there be an end to it? Now, we know there will be an end to this crisis, but if you're caring for uh, someone in your family who is uh, sick, that could go on for years, as it did indeed for this woman. So she's bent over, she's bowed down, but she's also bound up. She's bound up spiritually. It says she was crippled by a spirit. Sometimes our natural conditions have a spiritual source. And that's what uh, the situation was here. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers. I've actually prayed for a woman once who was crippled in her foot, just like this woman. She, uh, her foot was bent sideways. And as I prayed for her, I felt that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this isn't a natural physical condition. This is a spiritual condition. And if you pray against the fear of man, she will be healed. So instead of praying for a foot, I just rebuked the fear of man in her life. And immediately her foot straightened and she was completely healed. I believe even in this situation, as we're talking today, you may be exactly like this woman. You may feel invisible. You may feel as though you're on the edge like the lady in Poland. You may feel as though nobody can see you. You're, a, 
you're physically bent down, you are emotionally uh, just bowed down, you are spiritually bound up, you are just in a mess. And here's, here's the tragic thing. It says she couldn't straighten up. And that's, that little statement means that she felt completely powerless. Powerless to change her situation, powerless to change her life, powerless to turn the situation around. And I know many people listening today, that's exactly how you feel. You feel powerless. The world is pressing in. Your job may have been lost. You're, you've got people in your world that are suffering. You're unable to find solace and you feel powerless. And at this point, Jesus stops the meeting and he's always going to stop the meeting for you. And he stops the meeting and it says in verse 12, Luke 13, verse 12, he does four things. And those four things I'm just going to highlight for you. Number one, he sees her. He see, it says he saw her. Can I just encourage you? Jesus sees you. He sees your situation. He sees you. As Carolee said, sitting on the floor, he sees you sitting on your own in front of your phone. He sees your tears. He sees your pain. He sees you. Even in this challenging time of racial uh, crisis and prejudice, people have said in this season, if only people could see me. In fact, I've even emailed people in this season saying, I see you. Jesus sees you. And then he does another remarkable thing. He calls her forward. Here she is, anonymous, invisible, um, disregarded at the back of the synagogue. And she is called forward. Imagine the stir in the community. The critics were, were, were looking askance. How dare Jesus call a woman forward in this synagogue? He calls her forward and she must have shuffled forward because she was bent double. She shuffled forward and he brought her into the limelight. But here's the cool thing. In that moment, he called her forward into his story, called her forward into covenant, because he said, this too is a daughter of Abraham, called her forward into blessing, called her forward into the pages of scripture. Here we are 2,000 years later, talking about this unnamed woman. He called her forward into her destiny. And can I just encourage everyone who is listening, God is not only seeing you, he's calling you forward into his story, into his covenant, into his blessing, into your fruitfulness and into your destiny. So he saw her, he called her forward, and then he spoke to her. I love that. He just speaks to us. He, he knows what he uh, is the right thing to say. I would have I wouldn't have known what to say to the woman in Poland, but Jesus knew, knew exactly what she needed to know. And that's what he can do, even as we're going to pray in a minute. I believe God is going to come into different rooms, different circumstances, and he's going to speak a word that is going to be your word. Just like I said to Carolee, just sit on the floor. And that proved to be the right word. God is going to speak directly into your spirit and say the right word. And then the fourth thing he did, he touched her. And I just love that fact that he didn't just touch her 
he healed her. He confirmed his word with a miracle. Uh, when I, get, I, I meet every morning with Jesus in my spot, as you described it, Carolee, I, I call it my place of speaking. It's in those moments when Jesus touches me. And can I just encourage you? He, he said to this woman, you, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. You are set free. But listen, he said it and then he touched her and she was healed. In other words, he proclaimed her freedom before she saw it. So it's really important as I'm speaking into your situation and I say, wherever you are, you are free from your infirmity. You've got to receive it by faith and then thank God before he then touches you and makes it a reality. Going back to the story in Poland, I got into all sorts of trouble in Poland because I kept on doing the wrong thing and saying the wrong thing. And one day, for instance, I preached with my hands in my pockets. And apparently, you're not allowed to do that. And I got into a lot of trouble from the elders, and I was rebuked. On another occasion, I wanted to, to use the word breast in a message. And it was a, a, it was a pertinent story. It was a biblical story. And I mentioned the word breast. And the, the interpreter went completely silent and went bright red. And she just said to me, privately, I cannot use that word in church. So I just said, well, wh what do I call it? I, so I had to come up with some euphemism uh, in, order to, in order to communicate, but I got into real trouble. And what I discovered is that in Poland, they were more interested at the time in their traditions than they were in the transformations. And that's what happened in this story. Jesus was criticized and actually said, even though this woman was healed, if you want to be healed, come and be healed on another day, not on the Sabbath. Isn't it tragic that we put so much emphasis on our traditions and God is only interested in getting past the crowd and speaking to the individual and saying, I love you. So, I just want to encourage you, uh, wherever you are, whoever you are speaking to me, that God sees you, he calls you forward, he speaks tenderly to you, and he sets you free. So I hope that makes sense, and uh, I would love to pray, and I'm sure Carolee's going to pray as well, but uh, that's what I felt on my spirit to share with you this morning. You're wonderful, Robert. That was just beautiful. And I know that if we could hear the applause, the girls would be applauding. And um, as we're speaking just then, Robert, um, when you were talking about being bent over, uh, I felt the Spirit of God speak to me that there are girls on the other side of their phones watching this right now. And uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now, a lot of big things. You know, COVID-19, you mentioned, you know, our world is in upheaval over the racial crisis all over the world. But as um, you were speaking about being bent over, I felt to say to the girls watching that there are little things in your life right now that have 
made you feel bent over in disappointment. Um, there's a little thing. And when I say little things, I mean little small things like not being able to visit your family or family holidays being canceled or your children not being able to go to their swimming lessons um, or just your finances being in a different spot than they were six months ago or even the disappointment of not knowing who to call on a Sunday to do church with together. And, and these little things um, that you feel like maybe in the light of everything happening around the world are the things that are, are keeping you bent over. They're, dis they're just disappointments. I know for me personally, you know, we're meant to be seeing my family in Canada uh, this year and spending some quality time. And it has put me, it has left me bent over at times in disappointments. And I felt as you were speaking, Robert, that you girls need to know, that I think sometimes in light of the crisis going on in the world, our little things feel silly or you feel like you can't share them or you feel like you shouldn't be disappointed about them because we have our health and we have other things, which is true. But I wanted to say to you girls, in light of what Robert just said, Jesus sees you and he cares about the little things and he cares about the disappointments that are keeping you bent over and bound up and disappointed. And I feel like the spirit of God would say to us this morning, I see you, I know, and I'm the God who restores and not only just restores, he's a restoring God, but he is a God who brings back more. He's a God who, who just doesn't just restore what we had. He, the Bible says that he restores us to more than what we had. And so I really believe that's a word for somebody this morning. In fact, um, Robert, we actually um, haven't mentioned this, but um, you're writing a book, you've written a book, and I actually have had the wonderful privilege of, of reading that book and um, and at the end and I'm, I won't take up a ton of time girls we're in another five minutes or so but I wanted to read just a little quote um, that is one of my favorite things that you wrote in this book it's in a, a part of the story you've, you've written a story called the story of a maker at the back um, of your book and just one little paragraph says this as you're talking about um, your God Jesus, our God, and you say, I can't imagine what he felt when his very creation fell broken to the dust, groaning as it perished. It was shattered by a poisonous conversation and an unfettered will. A cataclysm of universal grief and utter despair lying in eight billion powerful pieces, each one flawed, alone, incapable and afraid. But I do know, however, that he stooped down to mend it, even as it fell. And um, I, love, I love that picture of who our God is. Girls, and I hope you're getting this this morning, that Jesus, even as things are broken and even as the world feels like it's lacking beauty at the moment, God isn't missing a beat. He is mending the broken parts of your heart. He's mending the broken parts of our world, even as they shatter and fall apart. He has not missed a beat. He is so present. He is so capable. He is so willing. His heart and his posture is towards you, towards me in this season. So, um, Robert, I wonder if you wouldn't pray and pray for the girls who need, who are bent over and pray for the girls who need to be called forward and who need to feel that, that mending of our Savior in this season. Would you pray?
Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Father God, thank you that you see every single woman joining this time today. You see their situation. You know their story. You know their name. You feel their pain. And Father, I pray that a revelation, a supernatural revelation of insight will come to them right now. They will know that you care for them. Know that you see them in their situation. And Father, I pray that even as they know it, they will, be, they will feel called forward, called forward into their story, into your story, called forward into their destiny, called forward into the pages of God's book. Father, I pray that each one will know, know without a shadow of a doubt, that they are significant and valued in your sight, called forward to know you, called forward to make a difference. And Father, I pray that you would just reach into every room and touch individuals right now in the most precious, the most wonderful name of Jesus. I say with all the, the anointing that you have given me, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And Father, I pray that that would get right into every spirit and every heart. And I pray that they will experience a touch from you that they will talk about in 40 years time, even as I'm talking about that woman in Poland. I pray that this will be a testament that one day when they were bowed down and bent double in their room, God saw their disappointment and reached and touched their heart and rekindled their dreams and restored their hopes and changed their life forever. Father, make this a reality, I pray, in the precious and the most wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Robert, is there anything else you would like to say to the girls before we go this week? Well, can I just encourage you? It's been a huge honor to be with with uh, with you today but i've been doing a lot of ministry over over screens and i i've had emails back saying that god just turned up a few minutes later or a few hours later in my room and they were filled with the spirit or whatever but i think one of the the keys to all of this is thankfulness this woman before she saw the miracle heard the words and if you've if you've responded if you've heard god speak to you today your circumstances may not have changed but as you start giving thanks to god for him speaking to you and him being present in your life i believe your circumstances will change and some of you will literally be able to stand tall again because god has touched your life amen Amen. May there be an infusion of joy and rest and peace over you today, girls. And um, Robert, thank you. I hope you know how much I love you. And I hope you feel the love of all the girls. I like see them all scrolling. I haven't even been able to pay attention, but people are saying thank you and for who you are. But really, thank you for who you are and what you do. <laughs> 
Um, we are so grateful that you are a part of our lives and part of our world. We are the privileged ones. And girls, if I can remind you, Pastor Bobby is speaking this weekend. And I know um, that she, we all know, she hears from the Holy Spirit. and He whispers to her while she sleeps. And that uh, this message this week, and I truly believe in the, in the midst of everything that is going on, our senior pastor is going to have a word for us. So can I encourage you, make sure you get to church online. We have mega prayer night tonight. Um, so hop on, be a part of everything that God is doing. And uh, thank you for staying with us and giving us the opportunity to speak to you today. We love you very much. And uh, I'm going to end this now. <laughs> so see you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.